You can check the mic. <laughs> yeah, we good. And going live on Facebook. Two, one, and boom. Here we are. It's lit. We live, we live, we live, baby. <clears throat> you got your script together? Nope. Yo, yo, yo. Let's start talking. This shit sound weird. <laughs> we don't. You know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And the champs are back. It's been a whole lot of podcasting, live streaming, Facebooking, status making. Did you say something? I just got distracted by your ruffled hat. Um, Where you get this hat at? Uh, we carried it at my, uh, at my store. You're giving me like when D'Angelo came back, started touring again vibes. Nah, somebody said I look like the Undertaker with this outfit on. <laughs> mm. I couldn't even be mad at him. You look like a carefree, independent black woman. <laughs> I'm a few of those things. <laughs> carefree, nonchalant in 2020. Still sticking with my, <clears throat> with my New Year's resolution. Resolution going strong. Yo, 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 Facebook, what's up? YouTube, what's up? Twitter, what's up? Instagram, what's up? What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to the world's greatest podcast. Let's do this thing like we do it every week, baby. Beautiful ladies and players worldwide. You are now tuned in to the world's greatest podcast, the Rebellious Podcast. I am your host nowadays, and I am here with... Hey, mom's favorite DJ.com. Mr. Kickback is back. DJ High IQ. Well... And uh, yeah, every Wednesday, nine o'clock, we have the Rebellious Podcast. Shout out to everybody who's been tuning in. We are now 28 episodes into this thing. We're pulling up on the Dirty 30, slowly but surely, not even slowly. This happens pretty quick. It'll be here in 14 days. It'll be here real quick. Um, Salute everybody that's been sharing this show, man. Uh, With that said, I want to give y'all an opportunity to join us in the running up the shares. be sure to share this on your timeline, share this in groups, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. And also, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify Podcasts. We are on wherever you consume your podcast at. Make sure you subscribe to the Rebellious Podcast. With a K. With a K. K. Absolutely. Um, DJ High Q, man. What's the word? What you been on, bro? What you do this week? This week, uh, none. Sorry, another birthday. Oh shit! Hold on. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! I didn't. I didn't even extra this out. <laughs> I didn't even extra this out. Another revolution around the circle, the cipher of life has been completed. I hate when niggas say that. That's like a nigga. Another level. You know the type of niggas that say that be niggas that text morning queen. Happy Earth Day <laughs> to the one and only DJ High IQ. How do you feel? Having conquered another year. Still sore. Still went to the gym. It was leg day for a whole year. Whole another year of leg day. It's been leg day all this week. Word up. What'd you do for your birthday? Uh, went thrifting because all the thrift shops kept sending me coupons. 
Ah, you was lit. Yeah, so I did that. And went to go eat. And that was it. Where'd you go eat? Cheesecake Factory, because I waited so late that it was the only thing that was that had options that didn't include meat. So you got cheesecake for the for the birthday. Okay. I was gonna eat the cheesecake regardless. That's I don't care if vegan or not, I'm eating cheesecake. It's my favorite dessert. FYI for the for <coughs> those of y'all that can actually, you know, cook, bake, whatever. DJ High Q got wine and dine for his birthday. I wouldn't say that. It was still cheesecake breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you got treated like a little cheap thought. I, I, I <laughs> but no, it was like 10 o'clock. So Kansas City, everything started. The sidewalks are rolling up at nine. So the sidewalks are rolling up. Yo, so Drake, <laughs> let's, you want to talk about Drake shaming niggas for uh, buying wine by the glass <laughs> on his new record with Future. Him and Future came out with a new song. Have you heard it yet? Life's good. Yeah. yeah Which good. is. What's the point of doing a collab whenever my verse sounds like its own song and then your verse come in and it's a whole nother song? Like, nigga, we basically didn't even collab. That's exactly how What a Time to Be Alive sounded like. Well, at least it was on the same beat. On this one, it's like the whole beat changed and everything. I could have did without one of them on the beat. I mean, it's a Drake record and a future record. Like, let's chop everything but ours and scoot them together. Mm, quick check. A little easy check. I ain't mad at it. Um... Especially in the video when Drake threw on the uh, he threw on the suit, he threw on the the the, the jumpsuit, and got up under a car. You know I love that. You know I love that talk. Hands were still. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with his hands. Like he looked goofy. Like as a mechanic or a tire tech or anybody in the shop, if you watch Drake in this video and like he pretty much just wipes his hands on the towel and spins around. Or, it. Like man, you have no clue what you're doing there. But salute to him for. Uh, for all that. And then he also was like in the Apple store. So, you know, how the Apple store uh, employees got lit. It was a smart little move. They, they portrayed themselves as the work. I just want to know why at no point they had him ever just being a real nigga. <laughs> Did that require too much acting? Uh, hey, man, I don't know. I don't know the man. He could he could be the realest. What if Drake is the realest nigga we've ever? Could be. Could be a thing. If he's the realest nigga a lot, what do you need Jay Prince for? For perception, could all be just a. What if he's what if he's Jay Prince's streaker? <laughs> imagine if he's vouching for Jay. Prince. Imagine if Jay Prince is standing next to Drake for street cred. Holy shit, that's amazing. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Uh, so yeah, what else did you do? Is your birthday and then what? That's really it. I work out every day. Work out every day. Um, Clean up. Think I'm about, I might have a kickback this Saturday at my trap house. E. So are you one of those? Uh, nope. <laughs> what? I don't even know, but I'm, I know I'm not. Well, I mean, I was gonna ask you: Are you one of those people that's? Uh, do you do you care? Like, how do you feel about getting older? Like, how does that make you feel? Um, I've never really understood why, and I'm quite sure that only us as black people do that. Well, I think it's an industry thing, really, because like uh, for some reason that. we uh, we think that you can't get old because then you lose your worth. Yeah, well, people also didn't realize like Nelly was thirty when he first started popping. Two Chains is damn near, I think, thirty-five or something like that. Two Chains in his mid-forties. Flo Rida was uh, well into his thirties. Fifty-six. 30s. 50. <laughs> Fifty-six. Boys, the men were men before. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, just uh, so I don't know, but um. Having nieces and nephews will try and make you do that. Now, mind you, my siblings are old. So mm -hmm. my nieces and nephews are like four years younger than me. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I, I think it's funny. You got some little young, little young shits around you to remind you that you're getting older. Then I think it might be 
more sense. But I mean, like I said, it's hip hop culture. We we uh always kind of have this little thing where we roast the old heads and everything's about being fresh and new and innovative. So some people tend to be more uh you know guarded with their age. How old did you just turn? Uh, Thirty three. Thirty three. You know what this is crazy? You always kind of have this thing where you're like, I mean, I say yo. If I ain't like, bro, if I ain't blew up by 21, bro, I promise yeah, I'm no. done rapping, bro. Like, <laughs> man, shut your little stupid ass up. Hey, look, all you young artists out there talk about, yo, if I don't pop by 20, hey, man, for real, shut your little ass up. Unless you got another plan for what you're going to do at 21. Like, because 21, you don't even, you're not even grown at 21, for real. You're still figuring out life. You're still figuring out who you are as a person at 21. Which is weird because also another black cultural issue that we also put our youth out at 18. Uh, so so ill prepared. For I'm kind of down. I kind of stand by that one because I think it was it's for the better for me, but it's also because of how I was prepped for life. For girls, I understand different. No, it's, it's a poor decision period. You don't know at anything. 18. You don't know anything at 18. I was put out at 17, so I definitely know that a year later I wasn't. I had to enroll myself for my last year of high school. I want to hear from the people. I want to hear from the people. You know what? I can't really <laughs> even give this an honest, fair answer because. At 18, I didn't move, just move out. I was on tour at 18. So as reckless and irresponsible and fun and much fun that I was having on tour, I can't imagine me left to my own devices in my own apartment at 18. I well, probably would have been just as turned. Well, let me tell you, as somebody that was 18 with a four-bedroom house for no reason. Now, that's a lot, though. Like, that's a lot. But it just, I mean, left to your own devices, you just bought. But still, you're not financially really prepared you really don't know financial literacy there's a lot of things that you're not prepared for you don't have any life experience you don't have any work experience you really have no experience at all hmm. in the grand scheme of things it's, it's a fallacy and i'm quite sure that black culture is the, i remember i was working with a indian woman and she was amazed that at 17 i was living on my own and she had kids in their mid-20s that she she's like well, I'm out of school. i don't care what y'all do well i think 17 is early because you're still supposed to be in school so, like, you definitely, that's definitely, I mean, like, in theory, 18, American standards, you're still supposed to just go 18, 19, 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a flawed way of thinking. It's really, it really is. It's, so, what do you think? Keep keep a grown-ass man in the house until he's ready to go? Or how does that work? I mean, I, I think that's also something else that we, as an unnecessary uh, more right that we do, is that men have also have to get put up, like, grown-ass man. No, you're not grown at 18, 19. As much as you think you are, but you still can't even legally drink. So how old are you? How grown are you? Well, you and in Kansas City, don't have and kids, in, so and in Kansas in Kansas City at twenty one, you still can't even buy tobacco. So how grown are you? I'm now yeah. So it's it's and uh, you have women that put that I can't be with no man that ain't got their own crib while they stay with their parents. Well, there's, I mean, I understand the, I mean, because we, the, the, the patriarchy of our society, I get it. It's the fathers, basically, as a father, you're handing your daughter off to another guy, or if she's ready to go, then she goes out. But with dudes, I don't even want to, here's the thing, too. You got to keep in mind, if you're growing up in the traditional family with mother, father, child, uh, two grown ass men in one house doesn't really work like that. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's a big part of it, too, is like, so, why doesn't it work? Uh, I just know the independence that I want and the level of like freedom that I want as a man. You're starting to feel yourself when you turn like 19, 20, especially by 21, I was already at the house. But I can imagine, like, I remember my dad used to lock the door, like deadbolt the doors. Okay. But I'm not. After a certain time. Um, and take a lot of respect. That don't make your father correct. Like he probably had a very flawed thing, way of thinking as well. Yeah, nonetheless, that's, but that's, 
I feel that though. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't resent being uh out the house as early as I was. I'm not saying you should resent it, but I'm saying it's definitely not it shouldn't be ingrained into our culture that we put our youth out at 18. Think about this. Well no, I'm I'm not saying you locked me out the house. I'm saying like, all right, it's Saturday at this time you gotta be back in so you can go to church. All this old I'm like, bro. I get it. Nah, I just get my own place. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but you said get your own place. I'm talking about the whole thought that you have to be out the house. That you don't have anywhere to go? Well, this no, is... No, 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 I'm saying, no. No, no, no. You're saying... What you're saying is getting... I want to do that in the third, so I'm going to get my own place. I'm not talking about that. If you strike out on your own, that's your own doing. I'm saying as far as a parent saying, all right, you 18, time for you to... Well, I don't think any, like, yes. really responsible yes. parent would do yeah. that. No, well, they're not a really responsible parent, then. I'm saying if you're like really being responsible, you know when your kid ain't ready to get out the house. You know what I'm saying? No, no, trust me, trust me. My people made it more like uncomfortable bro, I, for me to bro, be I there. Know, like, okay, we I know got it. we know people that are our age that still probably shouldn't be staying on their own. Like, they're not. They're, 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 they're not too. ready. I guess some parents, you know, like they like I did my thing. I held it down for this long, and uh, bro, I'm ready to walk around the house naked again. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I mean, I feel. I'm, it happened. But as far as the notion, that's really a thing that's ingrained in our culture. As black people, is that at 18 or whenever you graduate, it's time for you to go ahead and strike out. It's time for you to go and step out. And it's just, by the time you're 18, you probably don't even have any real experience with dealing with the police. It depends, man. So hopefully not. I mean, hopefully not, but it's definitely. Something that I remember first time I didn't have none and nobody, I'm at my house. We never had that talk. My pops passed when I was 16. Mm-hmm. My mom put me on when I was 17. That was kind of, that was something I had to learn on the fly. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> see how that'd be rough. So it was just one of the things, but mm. so a few more years in the house, I'm quite, and I wasn't driving when my pops passed. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So probably when I start driving, that's probably a conversation that we'd be having while I'm still underneath his care. Right. That's why. That's why. Among many reasons why it's just not sales. So thirty three. Does your does your insurance get cheaper? At what is it? What is it? When are the breaks? When are the breaks? Because after a while, you really don't have shit to look forward to except insurance getting cheaper and being able to rent a car for you, cheaper. You have to talk to somebody that has insurance. <laughs> you got insurance. What are you talking about? You do everything legal, fam. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, when they pull me over, they think I have insurance. Bro, chill. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We do everything legal here. What are you talking about, DJ IQ? I'm, uh, I'm gonna be doing legal shit when I leave there. <laughs> I don't know who, who is this guy sitting <laughs> next to me. <laughs> who are you? Oh, uh, anyway. So uh, let's see. That's all you did this week. You turned 33 and went to the cheesecake. Turned 33. I celebrate another year, not getting none of these house pregnant. That way. That way. All right. Um, what I do this week? Responsible father. Yeah, I was a responsible father. I, I tried to stay black and mind my business as much as possible. How was that? Uh, oh, it's not going so well. Not going so well. But whatever, you know. Just keep trying to just be black and mind my business. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, another thing that I found out as you get older, mm-hmm. the out the woodwork birthday messages mm-hmm. get worse. Oh yeah, you didn't pick the phone up when I called your ass. So I was like, I didn't, at first I was like, this nigga didn't pick the phone Here's the sad up. part. I saw the, <clears throat> I got so preoccupied. Mm-hmm. And my, I looked up and at one point my phone had 60 mixed, like 60 missed text messages. 
I was like, uh, and I don't care about my birthday that much. Well, I allow, I allow, <laughs> if it's your birthday, you're not obligated. Like, it shouldn't be a labor on the person whose birthday it is to answer and, and who respond. Wants, and who wants exactly. to go through 60, 70 text messages thanking everybody thank individually? You, thank you, thank you. How do you enjoy your birthday if you're on your exactly. phone? So, really, should be told, it was really the next day I spent. Really, I'm not going to front. It's still messages I'm still sending today. The fact that you even hit everybody back is crazy. I don't hit everybody back for my birthday because... Like I said, it's my birthday. I don't have to respond to everybody if I don't want to. <laughs> so there's that. So any which way, but uh, it's a lot. It get real lusty as you get in your thirties. Real so, lusty on yeah. your birthday? Why on your birthday is it more lusty? I don't know. I guess that's the real, the real time that you can just speak to somebody for no random reason and use the guise of it being somebody's birthday. And you got to think about it. Like a lot of what's going on is we're older and we're less inhibited and like we've grown and we know what the hell we want. And we need, we just need less of a reason to just. Throw it out there. Women that have never given me the time of day all of a sudden are, hey, happy birthday. Some of them inboxes got kind of, or maybe I didn't open some of the messages around my mother. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it at that. When is middle-aged? I don't know. I saw somebody invite me to a club, and they said that this night was for middle-aged people, and the women had to be 27, and the guys had to be 30, but I think that's a Kansas City thing. I think it's funny how we always have to be older than the women because, like, they're sticking with that um, – Women mature faster than guys think, even well into our 20s and 30s. Like, damn, bro. Not some of the hoes I don't call no more. <laughs> yeah, I can I can dig that. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so my week has been good. Uh, Just been trying to just keep the trap booming. That's it, bro. Just trying to keep the trap booming. And uh, my daughter is lit. She's using full sentences now. And... Uh, at daycare, I ain't feel like talking about it. I don't like. I'm about to say, if you, if you were about to, if the next sentence I talking about was at daycare, I was definitely about to. No, nah, it's just because like I be trying not to, to bug out at daycare whenever they get out of pocket and do little weird stuff because everybody always feels like they're picking on their kid, right? But um, when they tell it, all right, I'm never gonna be the that sides with the teacher ever. Go ahead, man. There's that. So. When you grew up, did your parents always say, yo, if this teacher tell me, I'm always going with what they say? Nah, but I also was sent to private schools with white people, so I definitely wasn't, they definitely wasn't going to get the white people to benefit the doubt first. Okay, cool. Exactly. Glad. Um, and a lot of parents need to really have an <clears throat> understanding that um, the people who are teaching your kids be younger than you and I. It'd be dead-ass 24-year-olds in there mm -hmm. instilling the thought process into your like malleable child's mind like fuck that and not to mention another thing about going to private school uh we pay for this so we're definitely not going to believe you but like at this point you're going to tell us what we want to hear <laughs> we pay we pay for your opinion it's exactly yeah so i thought it was crazy like to um they're just like yeah she was honorary today and i'm like honorary but these are also the same people who told me that my nine-month-old daughter was aggressive I don't the, like the only black kid in the in the in the room is the aggressive one at nine fucking months old, and right. it took everything in me to just like it's a very sensitive situation. Wait, why does your child? Why is your child the only black kid? It's no doing of my own. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, and I'm gonna say this: it's no doing of my own. I'm gonna say this: There's certain things you got. I ain't gonna say you're gonna have to accept, but it's certain things you should. You gotta know what you have control over. And, and <laughs> yeah, bro, you gotta just. So, shout out to all my co parents out there. Shout out to all the dads out there that's trying to stay sane 
while dealing with the nonsense. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, but she's lit though, and it's kind of like deep inside you're like <laughs> when you already don't like the people at the uh at the daycare, mm. and you hear that your kid is like kind of raising hell at daycare. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> like, don't, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it, fuck them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she's pulling up, she's pulling up on the on the two year mark, and you know, okay, that that's my to get with. So hey, whatever. You shouldn't have called her aggressive when she was fucking nine months old. You see what I'm saying? Like you tried to play her now. Like hey, look, you got to Yeah, we're not doing that shit. Um, so aside from that though, uh. Catering, uh, shout out to Romero's catering, going crazy. Um, Urban Star, going crazy. Rebellious Podcast, going crazy. Results Unlimited, going crazy. Uh, nowadays, music coming 2020. Just working, bro. All we can do. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. But uh, do we, we want to get into this podcast? How do you want to kick this thing off? Have you done your taxes yet? <laughs> No, nigga, I don't have, I'm not a single parent. You're legal. Everything you do is legal. <laughs> you definitely need your taxes. No, I'm just saying I'm not a single parent. Like, what do I look like? I'm I don't, not, you got to be a single parent to do your taxes? What kind of logic are you going with? Let me finish. I wouldn't, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm not rushing to go buy a car from the big lot. Like, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I do my taxes April 15th. Like, I don't. Okay. Most of the time, when I, whenever I do get money back, I'm surprised anyway. So. Well, in case everybody out there, if you're doing your taxes, I just want you to know. Why are people doing taxes? It's only the second week of January. Well, people are talking about taxes all the the time. Who has the W-2s back? Well, Ja Rule told everybody he's going to do their taxes. Didn't he go bankrupt? Ja Rule told everybody he's going to do their taxes. (laughs) So that was funny. Um, And everybody kind of killed Ja Rule like exactly what you said. Like, what? Huh? What? I'm not being funny. Didn't he go bankrupt? That's what Twitter told us. That's what I thought. I thought he was having like tax issues of his own. Twitter answered with a resounding nigga, no. <laughs> um, and he was offering his services. I guess he teamed up or he might have bought into <clears throat> some sort of tax service. Um, Why would you trust the person that was behind the fire festival? Uh, and again, Twitter <laughs> for the win. Twitter don't play that shit. If you think you're ever going to get anything off in life, black Twitter's not going to allow it. So know that. Um, so we said no to Ja Rule on the taxes. How about this, Young Jock? This is why 50 Cent will always win. <laughs> you can't escape the rap, rap 50. No. What no. about Young Jock driving your Uber? That's all right. That was so dumb. Why was it dumb? Because it was a publicity stunt. Okay, so for those who are unaware, a video surfaced of Young Jock driving for a rideshare company. Young Jock, uh, as in meet me at the mall, it's going down. That, that's it. That's it. Nigga, don't act like you didn't motorcycle. Did you motorcycle no. or no? No. What type of nigga? What kind of dances did DJ High Cute? Did you stanky leg? I did do that. Nigga, you stanky leg but didn't motorcycle? Do, do you know how extra it is to be all? I don't even know what that, that whole. Don't do that no more. Whatever that is. <laughs> but you couldn't be cool and do this. This was too much. Well, first off, when that came out, I was still cooking, kicking in very hood establishment, so it wasn't a lot of movement going on. Stanky hood niggas was definitely uh, motorcycle. Nah, they wasn't. <laughs> hood niggas and lean, lean with a rock with it. Niggas is leaning the rock. Nah, that's the same era. 
But they might not have froze, but they would they you know you cool little well niggas was lean with a rock one before it was a song. So yeah, I think that's the that's old, a dance you can do with a gun. That's, a, that's the old nigga two-step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the for sure. rock was the old nigga two-step. So you but, stanky leg, you didn't want to stay like we was on Westport. Yeah, that was America's <laughs> pub. That's what I'm saying. So we weren't in the we weren't in basement parties and everybody ice cream on everybody. Uh we were sweating. In America, so we were sweating in uh in America's pub though. Like niggas dance so hard, they sweat. Like I like that little area. Era we was like, we wasn't too cool to dance. And now people go in there and listen to outdated ass records because now throwback. Now people pay twenty four dollars to go listen to shit from two thousand. This is how we do it. Yo, they swear they mur- like. Is it one of those now? Something like that. Oh no. The sad part is I have an ill ass transition when I'm DJing that, and I hate when I have to use it. It irks me that not enough DJs blend uh, bedtime story into that record, and it like irks me. Like, it just shows me what type of guy you are whenever I see you not blend those records. I mean, that's like people don't blend the booming system by LL Cool J into uh, I forget the record by Invoke, but it's a lot of stuff. Sometimes it can be kind of corny, though. I mean, I'm not gonna ever be mad at the slick Rick transition. I'd rather just play the slick Rick and not do the Montel Jordan. Like, quit playing summertime. We don't want to hear summertime. I just say this when you when you play the Montel Jordan, I understand what you got to do. Like I, I get it. Like I know why no, you're doing you, it. I know what's happening. You know, you, unless you're DJing on Iron White, there's no need for you to be playing Montel Jordan. That's how we do it. Hmm. So name a time where you were out of anywhere and that came on and you put both your hands in the air. It like, depends on how much I've been drinking. Exactly. Just like when people think Joe's Pizza is good. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is trash. I think the honey move is what kind of just took to the next level. I don't level. give a fuck if you was putting pussy on it. I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> 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 and, and that's on me, baby. Pussy pizza. All right. I think we found our episode name. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, what were we even talking about? Oh, John Rule doing your taxes. Then Young Jock is driving. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Sign if you don't know, go ahead. All right, Young Jock. A video footage, footage, video footage surfaced of Young Jock um, driving for a rideshare company. It's from the angle of the backseat of a passenger. Yeah, a passenger he picked up in the backseat doing the recording of him. Um, he looks like he's clearly embarrassed. He's putting a hood over his head, kind of trying to hide. They say, hey, aren't you Young Jock? He says, oh my God. he's like, clearly I'm Young Jock. Y'all done peep me. Like, what's up? I mean, what's the deal? He's like, the person in the backseat says, you must have fell off or something. Why are you doing ride share? Is that really how the video goes? Yes, this is how the video goes. Like, with that poor timing? Like, hey, young jock. Are you young jock? I'm clearly young jock. You fell off. And that's oh that's God. the that's the whole gist of the video. Oh, my God. I didn't watch the video. That's I, what it is. I didn't see the video. Yeah, so it's basically, well, to... to I, did, I just did research, and I was just like, all right, I don't need to watch the video. Well, it's, it's, it's clearly... Uh, some some black people in the back seat, and you know how we do, and that's what it is. The issue, the whole thing blew up because it was like, nigga, what are you doing, Rodshare? What are you doing? Da, da, da. Aren't you supposed to be a rapper? What are you? You fell off, and literally she says, you must have fell off. So what's what's your take on this? Okay, well first off, you said Young Jock must have fell off, like Nick, like he's had a record in the past decade. Mm-hmm. That's when we heard from Young Jock. He's talking about Juice Box. He had a perm last year from me. Got on. Uh, no, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm saying musically. Uh-huh. Musically, last time we heard, he's talking about Hot Styles and Looking Boy. And that was definitely when it was like 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean he fell off? Like, <laughs> he did that a decade ago, musically. 
And can we stop on the fell off term though? Can we like can we dissect this term fell off? <clears throat> we can finish this and we can go into fell off. But okay. <laughs> so um I'm I'm reason why I bring it up is because she was like, Oh, you must have fell off. Like when was the last time you were playing young jock? Like, what do you mean you must with a question mark at the end? So basically it was it was upon research, I it's really segue. The next thing he says is that he was teaching his sons of uh, a lesson in responsibility or and, and yeah. Well, he didn't say sons. He said he's working with Boys and Girls Club, and that was one of the things he was doing. But that was only in a response video. The initial video was just- Boys and Girls Club. It was just a clip that came out of them in the backseat like, what are you doing driving? You must have fell off. <laughs> anyway, Dwayne, long story short, because <laughs> this is aggravating that this was even part of the news cycle. It's for an app that's about to come out. It's called pull up and something. Pull up and go. Pull up and go. And so it's just like this spent two days in the news cycle. And once again, black people, because no one else cares about young jock except us because we belong to our culture, took that and ran with it because we love to watch the downfall versus somebody. Because if he had invented something, chances are we wouldn't have given no mind. Do we think this is a market employee for that? Yeah, for or do we think that was a real video that actually happened? Why would Young Jock be doing that? <laughs> but, but, why but, would that be, no, no, no. Why would the Boys and Girls Club be, have a program where they were teaching people? Like, that's weird. Okay. And why would you, and right. on top of that, let's be honest, <laughs> who at the Boys and Girls Club remembers Young Jock musically? We were 18. I mean, when I New Jock like, came out. Why wouldn't we be? We could, the counselors and administrators might be us. Boys and Girls Club. Why would he be a viable choice to use for kids that are now like 10, 12 years old? <laughs> That's a valid point. That's what I'm saying. That's we, a bro, big point. We yeah. were 18 when Young Jock. Was. So these kids have no clue with why they should look up to him. Like, yeah, yo, exactly. why does this dude, why does this dude with a cockatoo on his head <laughs> talking to us? So I'm going to say that I think it is, it definitely was a like a staged video. Young Jock looked like a single mother. <laughs> He's definitely got a single mother. And, and mother Tower 227. In a way, definitely. Yeah, man. But you remember this happened to Roscoe Dash. Who? Roscoe Dash. Come on, nigga. R S R O S T C O E. Mister, something put it on me. They don't act like you don't know Roscoe, about no hands. Roscoe Dash could be sitting in here, and I wouldn't have any. What was it, Rich Homie Quan? Was it Rich Homie Quan or Roscoe Dash? Bro, you're naming people that haven't had relevant music in almost a decade. I say all this to say there was this big thing with Roscoe Dash where everyone tried to, and I think his he was legit driving for uber or whatever it was and somebody saw him did the same thing tried to shame him like yo what are you doing driving rideshare and he had to defend himself which why do you have to defend yourself for earning a living and once again it's just kind of odd that uh this response of like shaming celebrities quote-unquote celebrities or however you perceive somebody as above you because it's a subconscious you're above me you shouldn't do the things i do right like if yo the person in the back seat, the car who was recording him, if your ass is at work, and somebody came to you like, "What are you doing working?" Like, nigga, working? Why are you harassing me? Why? So why is it any different for Roscoe Dash? Because you don't, you don't want a pedestal in your head. You know, you don't know what to stop all that. Is do you need a ride or not? Shut the fuck up. Basically, <laughs> all that explaining this shit. No explaining, like my nigga, I'm, I'm right, trying to feed my family. Like point blank period. And that's what, what I noticed with this young jock thing that I thought was dope. There actually is hope because a lot of people came to the side of young jock like, yo, how are you trying to ride this man for working? 
which is a whole conversation there, and it, it ties into this fell off shit. This 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 concept of uh, the general public, the masses who get entertained, don't tend to understand the ins and outs of how being an entertainer works. They don't know how we get paid exactly. They don't know exactly how our royalties work. They don't know how endorsements work. They just know, hey, I saw you on the TV. You're popular. You're popping. You got clout. You're whatever. And they don't understand exactly how is it that when you see the rich entertainer drive by in the $100,000 car, how did that translate from them being on TV? I mean, just like how a lot of these people be living. They was living beyond their means. They just had more money to do it. And there are the real deals. You do have the real entertainers who really are getting that bag, who really do own all that, who really are what they say they are, but it's very few and far in between. But the masses don't want to believe shit like that. So then you wind up with this culture of shaming somebody. So basically, if Young Jock um, was unable to find any other work in the industry, he's supposed to never work again? Like he's supposed to hide in some in some office where no one can see him? Like how is this supposed to work in people's minds? I don't know. I, like, I'm still mystified by eight people in K-pop. Like, it's weird. He's on Love and Hip Hop, and I think that's what's, what it, what the, uh, the woman know, in the backseat sounded like. I don't know what that means. Like, they act like that meant he was a heart surgeon. That's what, the lines have blended so much between, see, with social media, the lines have blended so much. Now, if Michael Jackson was driving an Uber in the 90s, niggas have been like, yo, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But and that would make sense. He sold 100 million records. That's what I'm saying. That would make sense. Yeah. So and also the industry has changed so much. So selling 100 million records isn't the same feat it was back then. So things have are blending so dramatically between the regular, quote unquote, regular average person and the quote unquote celebrity. Why are we still tripping off shit like this? Like, have we, we have we not realized that the entertainment industry as a whole is Bro, a big the, ass illusion? Here's the problem. Just people are not doing enough things of substance, substance with their own lives. Like. I literally saw this, didn't see the video, read like two or three comments, got the gist of it, and kept pushing. I, I'm more so disgusted that this is even some. I mean, people, I guess entertainment is a thing, but once we start trying to delve and dissect entertainment, entertainers' lives, it's just that's the extent of it. Like, I, I, I wouldn't worry about a stranger's life, let alone. A celebrity, what they're doing with it, and it's just weird. Like we definitely have to be, we gotta find something better to do with our time. Like you can't be getting no money as long as you're worried about somebody else. How they look. It's kind of weird this level of access between the fan and the entertainer, because the entertainer now, first off, the fan can say something to the entertainer, which we didn't have that before. My homeboy just got blocked by a city girl, by the way. <laughs> what did he say to her? He See, said, that's always the most important part. What did he say to her? <laughs> he said, uh, shout out B Got It. B Got It 51. But uh, he essentially said that they have fell off since old girl got out of jail. And old girl said something. She tried to make it about the same thing, like when people aren't witty, trying to make it about money. He was like, or something about she can't do this at third. When you going to get on? Like, she I, went to You Can't Whoop Me. Essentially, <laughs> and so she was just like, "Well, when you get on, he's like, I'm not trying to rap." She made it some something else, and he, I forgot what the final blow was. But the thing that got me was is he didn't tag her or them. Why did you have a? Why did you take the time? Oh, she was searching herself in the mentions. Essentially, that's funny. And she found the homie who works at 
a factory. Mm. And had this, it went back and forth, and they ended up blocking. I was just, uh, that's weird. Yeah, see, and once again, that's another casualty of too much access between the entertainment and the and the person. Because, all right, you got the person who's trolling, you got the person who genuinely is trying to talk to the artist, whatever, and then you got the artist who now, to stay relevant, you have to talk to them. You have to like the comments. You have to interact. You have to do the, the thing. Here's, to go with that trolling shit, here's the interesting thing. be fake humble. Here's the interesting thing. There's some people that try to do that trolling shit with me that I definitely cannot wait until I see around here. <laughs> And now you get to be the stupid celebrity for beating them up. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it's a lose lose situation. So if like the baby, the baby's a prime example. Like it's certain stuff you ain't supposed to do, and I don't think any of his stem from. Oh no, actually his did stem from social media when he beat up a uh, camp. The fact I only know this man's name from getting knocked out in the Louis Vuitton store. Cam Caldwell <laughs> is amazing. But yeah, um, I don't know. Like I don't... everybody ain't playing. Everybody ain't playing. Everybody ain't playing. And so when you start getting disrespectful via social media, it's some people that want to hear that same disrespect in person. I'm said person. I want to hear that same energy. I ain't got time for none of this weird shit. All I know is <laughs> uh, this thing about the fall off, I think it, it's been fueled more by this constant. Whenever fans were just fans, you were just a fan with no face and no backstory. Now the motherfucker saying you fell off has a picture holding you know, $5,000 in all 20s because he cleared his bank account out. So now it, it means a little bit more. Now it's comparing more. It's like, yo, young jock, you're driving an Uber and I can take a picture with $10,000 up to my phone. You know what I mean? It's just like up to my ear like a phone. So it gets, it gets it's weird Why now. Why are we still talking about young jock? <laughs> because, okay, here's, here's the thing. I think I might be triggered. I might be triggered because multiple occasions I'll be at my shop, right? Okay. I'll be at the tire shop. Okay. Somebody will be looking at me and I'm, then I'm gonna cut you off right here. Nigga, if you ever gonna question me about why I'm at something with my motherfucking name on it. But I can't say that. Yeah, you can. I can't say this to I, a fan. Cause then I'm a dick. Be a dick, nigga. Be the And also nigga. you gotta keep in mind, people do not think like you're thinking, bro. You're thinking like a normal grown ass man. You don't have enough give a fuck. You don't have a, I don't give a fuck answer. This is once again what goes back to the the thing of like you gotta be humble, you gotta be interacting with fans bro, man, all day. Bro, being humble and being people don't take it, bro. When they say kindness for weakness, when they say accessibility for you just normal and regular, this is that era we're in. And it's an interesting dynamic now because like I said, I could be there working. I could be up under your car, jacking your shit up, taking and like you're looking at me crazy, like yo, like somebody literally said to me, Yo, you look just like Earth Phenom. And then they're like, but I didn't think it was you because why would you be down here? I don't know, because my fucking name is Irving, and that's on the sign right there. But I can't just say that. I'll, I'll sing like a dick. But it's this thing in people's heads where, because you can rap or sing well, you're not supposed to make money any other way. But here's the thing that's weird about it. Most of our... If they believe that goofy shit, then why do they listen or believe or anything pertaining to Nipsey, Jay? This is new, and that's why they're so important to us. That's why Nipsey... Is such an important figure. That's why Jay in this 444 album that last came out was so much that. I mean, this has been Jay's platform for the past. It wasn't cool yet. Nipsey is really what made it like look cool to the masses. It didn't really look as cool until they seen Nip do it. Oh, you gotta stop hanging around. You gotta get brighter friends, fans, or something. (laughs) But it's not. It's not just any particular group of fans, bro. It's Mm -hmm. just that I think the general thought is if I see you entertain me, you're above me, so you're not able to do the same type of work that. 
I do. So I'm not supposed to be able to see Kanye. Well, Kanye's a bad example. He's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. But I'm not supposed to be able to see Usher. Usher's not supposed to... Uh, you don't know what people's life is, bro. The dude that was on some TV show recently, and uh, he was working at Subway or Starbucks, and they made a whole big deal about that. The whole point is, I hate to break it to everybody, but a lot of artists don't make what you think they make. Number one. much about that, bro. Just... What? Why, even as an everyday person, why would you not? <clears throat> why would you not just have multiple multiple revenue revenue avenues? Exactly, and aside from that, you don't need an excuse for why you're trying to diversify your income. And I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it flat straight here. Hey, to all y'all that feel like quit fucking explaining yourself about how you make money. I've quit I've, that part. I've stopped dating women because they question how I made legal money. Get the fuck out of my face. If you work at Foot Locker, if you flip burgers, if you're a janitor, if you're a babysitter, if you're a dog walker, whatever your way of getting your bag is, get your fucking bag. People. We're being weird. People need to quit. Here's the thing. The people that always have something to say mm-hmm. usually make less than the motherfucker they're questioning. People could literally, on a, in a weekend span, watch me and my mom outside bending somewhere, see me at Foot Locker set or Foot Action, and then DJ them at night. But real life, in a 24 to 36 hour span, you could really watch me doing all three of those things. And that's what's bizarre. And, yeah. And it's like you're clearly working your ass off. You're clearly making some money. Mm-hmm. First off, what I make or don't make should make you no difference. Count my pockets anyway. Exactly. You're a weirdo for count pockets. Number two, why not be like excited that damn that nigga's really getting to the bag? But it's never that. So I just wanna I wanna talk on this because it's a lot of artists who are like embarrassed of their jobs or like uh, you know what I mean? Like the other thing about it is that uh, I ain't got time. I Dead ass serious. Somebody asked me to buy them a drink on my birthday. And it was kind of Did they know it was your birthday? Yeah. Because <laughs> I put up on my homie. That's why. My homie was like, happy birthday, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I you already know my go-to line. I'm broke, baby. <laughs> it's people that really think that I can't be broke. I'm like, nah, it happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> people who think that way, I want you to ask yourself. Whenever you, whenever you looking at your homeboy who does music is super talented, that you know. His, his talent is worth a million dollars. So you think he got a million dollars? Hold on, let me finish. Mm-hmm. Before you try that card, ask yourself, when was the last time you spent money on his art? And that's, I, I, I'll say this, not, to go with that, not really yeah. music, just, if anybody that's doing anything entrepreneurial, think about, like, somebody, you're putting money into something. It's not that somebody actually finances necessarily your dreams or something. And the other thing about it is, yes, once again, think about the time that you actually put money in their pockets. You also have people that don't even do something as simple as uh, share. Retweet. Yeah. Share. Make it so somebody else don't. Like, if you're not going to spend the bread, if you're not going to really support, which is cool. You don't have to. You might not be able to. I might be doing something that you don't have a use for. Set it up so somebody else can. Don't assume that somebody else is just doing it all the time. That makes no sense. Like, bro, like. Retweet, share that shit is free. And shout out to all the people that are that didn't give me anything for my birthday, but at least share my flower for kickback gifts. That's all I ask for people to do. Since you didn't give me nothing, just do this. I definitely have hella clothes for you. I, that's what I was calling for too. I got hella clothes for you. For those who don't know, um, is kickback give give back part of the school program, or is that something different? Kickback give back. I partnered with Southeast High School in Kansas, Missouri, and our first endeavor together is going to be a clothing drive. On January 26th from 3 to 7 p.m., I'll be DJing. We'll have uh, some refreshments, and it'll be card games, board games, 
and a few other things. So it's like a game night, but it's in the middle of the day on Sunday. It's free for all students. Uh, so definitely bring all your clothes out. Everything that we receive will be directly donated to Southeast's clothing closet for their less fortunate students. So go through them clothes that you have not worn and Lord knows when. And let these kids kind of feel better about themselves. Right on. So I say all this to say, in the words of the great Marshawn Lynch, man, take care of your chicken. Take care of your chicken. Like, <laughs> as an artist, diversify. Don't be afraid to get your bag however it come because don't be stupid. Or you can be stupid and broke. I mean, it's your world. It's your world, baby. But uh, I damn sure be damned if I let somebody shame me into not feeding my daughter because I rap good or sing good. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what this. What? <laughs> but it's just, why do you think that you mentioning or, or embarrassing or I don't get how people get to this point where they think... I'm going to embarrass you. How do you think it's going to be embarrassing for you to show that I make money? Uh, long story short, they know how to get that off with. Unless, unless you I'm present not. yourself as like some, like you're, like you're better than working a normal job. Then, of course, you might look stupid. Um, I don't know right that problem. I've never had anybody trying to do that. So people catch me at all my hustles. They just know that I'm out here getting to it. We are just people trying to make it, man. We are just people trying to make it. Quit being weird. Quit being weird. Um, Take care of your chicken. Uh, what else we got? Oh, sad news. Uh, the father of The Rock just passed WWE Hall of Famer Rocky Johnson, passed at 75. I knew this because I've always been a huge Rock fan. I read all his books and shit. Yeah, the Rock, yes. There's a book called The Rock Says. I had it when I was like in the fifth grade. I used to like The Rock so much, I actually practiced his signature. So his father died. His father died. <laughs> Nigga, don't try to rush past. Like, nigga, <laughs> let me admire the rock, fam. I feel this because I read about his dad in that book. Nigga, who was your favorite wrestler? You was a Stone Cold nigga, wasn't you? Sean Michael. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> try to play me for my rock love. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's it's big because he was actually one half of the first ever black WWE or WWF tag team champions. Ironically, they just had a act quit because they essentially tried to get blackface off. Oh, tell me more. What happened? I wish I remembered his name, but he quit two weeks ago. They used his name on a black shirt, but they put his name in white, and it looks like a smile, but it's pressed against a red background. Mm. This is in WWE or what? F-E, whatever they call it. Well, that's not going to fly. Oh, he quit. He's like, quit. He's like, I don't give a fuck what happens. I quit. So did he go to ECW? <laughs> Is ECW still a thing? I, I haven't watched wrestling since I started having sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why you started having sex. You stopped watching, watching wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Like, they probably Yo, wrestling fans don't kill them. Sorry. <laughs> what they going to do? They're not coming out their basement. You get suplex, nigga. They're not coming out their basement. Get Stone Cold Steve Austin if you want to. I can fight. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you ain't never seen a nigga throw like a solid jet. Like... Like hands. Have you yeah. ever seen hands at a wrestling ring? That's what I'm saying. Like, I can fight. Like, I'm not doing this when I punch you. Like, <laughs> nah. Can you imagine a nigga really just with hands stepping in the ring with like with a wrestler? <laughs> and the wrestler didn't get the memo like, nah, I'm coming here throwing doors. What form? Yo, when that first real life uppercut landed on a wrestler. Yeah. With, with perfect accuracy. What wrestler do you think really got hands in real life? When you've seen so many, 
You can't really picture the rock like with a clean. You know, I, you know who I'd be mad if it really didn't have hands. If, if I found a Booker T and have real hands, I'd be mad. It's hard to see them really fighting. I think Ray Mysterio might have been scrappy because <laughs> he's five two and he could do flips and shit. Like I think he might he might give you like in a bar fight, a real life bar fight. He might give. You. Bro, if you let a nigga get some moon salt. At a bar fight, you deserve to get your ass beat. I think Ray Mysterio gets super whooped in a fight because he's so used to the I'm gonna stand here while you go do these triple backflips. He's not used to the like used to the delay. I don't know how well he fare in a real fight. I don't know, but yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about a nigga this man's fifty dollars to watch a soap opera on a Sunday. That's exactly what wrestling has been all this time. Niggas watching soaps. Like I said, your stories. The moment that I start having sex is the moment I start watching wrestling. <laughs> So Talking two, all this shit with your Undertaker hat on. So two, 2003. That was the last time I saw him work. <laughs> <laughs> January 2003. Um, <laughs> that was the last time I watched wrestling. What else do we have in the news? Uh, Akonda. Akon is starting a city in Senegal. It's going to have its own airport. And it's official now, apparently. He's going to have his own A-coin, his own currency. Um, is that the name of it? A-coin. <laughs> Nigga, what you thought the name was going to be? Like, come on. <laughs> He's got a Bitcoin currency called Acoin, an airport, um, a whole bunch of other cool stuff. <laughs> so I saw somebody kind of arguing about this in some comments about that he got all of his funding from China. And if you know what's going on with the Chinese in Africa, they're kind of buying everything, tapping all the natural resources. Uh, this is also going on in Jamaica. When you go to Jamaica, that's the most surprising thing to me when I got to Jamaica. There were so many Chinese people. And it's like you go to a haberdashery, it looks like everything's Jamaican. Next to it, Chinese food. They own so much shit in Jamaica. So I'm reading like, okay, he's getting funding from China. And the way that it was phrased was like, essentially, Akon is just a tool of colonization. The rebuttal to this was, of course, people saying, okay, we'll just be happy that a black man is doing something, putting some money over there. Okay, um, now we now we get into my bag. Okay, let's go, nigga. I told you we had something to talk about, bro. You, no, you, no, no, no. Just stop. No, just nah, just it was, with no me. that ain't that. But no, go ahead because this definitely. Okay, so look. So here's the thing. So on one side, you have people arguing that they're not really down with what Akon's doing because it's just a middleman for colonization happening. Um, I don't understand if uh, Akon City is going to be. A tourist attraction or if it's going to be like a sustainable functioning place for people to just become citizens of um either way i'd like to hear your take on this. no you go first i need more information to see if he is taking a bunch of money from uh people who are colonizing it if he is who's getting the money how's it being distributed what's the kickback it's a lot of factors that go into this you can't just free because um, I'll take colonizers' money all day to do what I want to do with it. Like, if you work in America, you're pretty much getting paid by colonizers. So, <laughs> there's that. Um, I'm excited to just see what exactly this is and how is it stimulating the economy of the place that he just came in and started building up. Like, is he really building it up? Is he creating jobs for people who have been living there prior to him turning it into Acon City? And I think that's going to be the biggest proof. Like everything else, with people people who have something to say about this, like, bruh, how much were you helping these people in Senegal 
before hearing about Akon doing who said, anything. Who said the synagogue needed help? That's a valid point too. I need to know whether or not they need that nigga over there. Like, Do they the, want him there? Like, for instance, you know when Kanye sent those shoes over there, that shit was dumb. Like, they don't need rubber soled shoes in wherever he sent them in Africa. Those shoes are terrible for the terrain that it was in. It looks good on film because they only show kids because kids don't know any better. You just gave kids something. If I mean, like, I'm not gonna. Fall, I'm not mad at him for doing it. No, it's kind of productive, and not to mention it's terrible for their economy because people there make shoes. So you were actually more detrimental. Not only did the shoes have no use over there, you've now taken money out of people's pockets. You've, you've actually made their economy worse. Well, Akon, I don't know that's what he's doing. I have, that's what I said. I have to see. You do know black people can also be a part of gentrification, correct? Mm, a part of how? What do you mean by that? <clears throat> First off, we're did he create this? Is it like the Sims? Did he create the city from the ground up? Don't know. That's what I said. I need more, de- more details. Where, so, have you been to Africa before? <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't got to go yet. Y'all do realize that Africa is Everywhere not, in Africa is not bombed and busted and shit. It's they, not, they, it's not what they try okay, to make it look like, for okay, sure. It's not, some of the, mo- the most natural resources are in Africa. I've been to Johannesburg and I've been to Cape Town. Both of them are in South Africa. They almost... Outside driving on the other side of the street, you almost couldn't tell that you were not in America. Right. Um, so it's just weird. So where do you think that... It sounds goofy. First off, the name of the place sounds goofy. All of it sounds goofy. It sounds weird. And also, people also forget that Akon's <clears throat> whole career is borderline made up anyway. He wasn't really from St. Louis, and he really wasn't a person that was... He said he's from St. Louis? At one point. I, I just, I just know he fucked around also, and got locked he also, up. And he also tried. He overdid his criminal past. It wasn't everything he said it was. It which way, huh? It worked. I guess. <laughs> no, T Pain worked. Lady Gaga worked. And that too. That's so, crazy, right there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Any which way, on a much more valid point, uh, where did he just find this city that he could just up and call Acon City? Because I'm quite sure it was something already. Don't know. And. I'm trying to figure out why they're just making Senegal a third world country. It is being kind of framed that way, huh? Because in order for him to be the savior, you got to be fucked up first. So we're going to see how this develops. Uh, just like Dr. Umar's school that we've been waiting on for a decade. Umar going to fade you one day. Beat that nigga bitch ass. <laughs> I ain't worried about no nigga to dress like a character from Street Fighter. <laughs> all, the, all the celebrities that you've ever threw shade at on this show are going to just whoop you one day, bro. They know where to find me. How are we going to go to the Grammys or Oscars or any of that shit? You don't want to go? I can go. I don't, I don't even like award shows, so I don't want to go. Bro, bro, niggas going to whoop your ass with some hard bottoms, bro. Like, you're going to be slipping around while Umar is... Who with hard bottoms? Nigga, you already know it's Nike's on these feet. Oh, jeez. See that, nigga? <laughs> I wish I would catch niggas. Niggas catch me. <laughs> I and I know it's going to be heat. But any which way, on a bigger point, on a bigger scale, and let's not let's just move on from this. Uh, it's just it's it's goofy, it's weird, and at the same time, if he if it is true that he took money from the Chinese government to do this, that's detrimental. Yeah, that's and true. we can't be. Well, we should just be happy. That goes back to that seat at the table mentality. That's just trash, and people can't just be. Well, we should just be a <clears throat> just uh, to shift gears because I'm about to. Swift over all over the place to shift gears. Uh, 
talking about uh, in the NFL how it was so many coaching jobs for hire, and not one black candidate was interview was hired, and one of them was here, Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. He does an interview. This goofy ass nigga gets on camera and says he was just happy to be on the running. Like nigga, if you don't get out, just here, happy to be here. Like, bro, if you don't get out here with that goofy-ass mediocrity, like, we should just be right. happy to just be in the room. Like, nah, nigga, if you more qualified than these niggas, stand on you more qualified than these I niggas. I tell you how crazy it is. It's that same psychology to have niggas, like, celebrating, making it out with just probation when you didn't commit a crime. Yeah. Like, you've been so just, it's not Stockholm Syndrome, but it's just like you've been so conditioned to survive that you're celebrating being left the fuck alone or being allowed just normal bare minimum shit yeah so that's just all all weird and it, i don't and let's be clear this whole chinese and africa thing that's not new yeah they've been this has been taking place at least for two years if not three two oh longer than that for sure well yeah that's what i'm saying like i was just made aware of it like two two years ago mm-hmm. so with that being said it's not new. It's not news. And here's the other thing. I'm really trying to figure out why that's even news. Don't get me wrong. Why the whole Akon story itself is news? Yeah. It's because uh, he's a celebrity and he has no. PR. Is he? Is he? Come on, bro. You're not gonna tell me Akon's not a freaking celebrity, bro. You why are we redefining what the word celebrity means now or what? Like what Akon, Akon walking the room, you breaking up. You canceling plans for Akon. If Akon walks in no. the room, we're going to co- have a conversation about potentially getting a bag together. Like, nigga, I'm definitely putting on my uh, we working fam. <laughs> even, even, even if he's not here getting money with gentrifiers. I don't know that. I don't know that. That's the whole point. We got to figure out what the hell is going on. But I'm telling you, there are some theories. People, said some theories. people also said the same thing about this whole Jay-Z deal. And look how that's going. We got to quit giving black people the benefit of the doubt for doing some shit that seems like fuck shit on the surface. Mm-hmm. You're we, saying we should be more critical of black people who are doing something that we don't understand because we don't know all the things. No, because so that's, that's, we gotta, we gotta, here's, we gotta, what, here's what happens when people do that. We give each other the, because once again, it's that oh, it's the look we're at the table, so on and so. So forth. what is it? What is it? What does it achieve if we get suspicious of a black person doing something we don't know all the details of and we shit on? And we, what uh, do we and, achieve and that's, by that? And that's also what they bank on. What we all the details. Then when all the details come out, guess what it be? Some fuck shit. Okay. Us saying it's fuck shit, and what are we supposed to do next? Which brings me to my next point. I don't even understand why this is news, because we have much more prevalent issues closer to home. What if he is doing something good over there? So what? It's Africa. We live in Kansas City. All right. Uh, we got our own community work to worry about. I mean, unless you plan on moving to Akon City. I do plan on going to Africa. I know. I said Akon City. I don't know. It might be lit. That shit might be lit over there, bro. What is lit? What is lit? You're late, turn, nigga. Turn. Fire. You're going to Africa for turning, not boosting, nigga. For turning up. A dust shit. Dank. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Yo, um, a young girl who's what is she? 15 years old. She's 15 years old, attending a Christian school in Kentucky. She was expelled from this Christian school because she took a picture wearing a rainbow sweater. And she was wearing a rainbow sweater while celebrating her birthday. <clears throat> um, her birthday cake was a rainbow cake. There was a picture of her 
with a rainbow sweater, her rainbow cake, celebrating her 15th birthday, and they expelled her. Why did they expel her? They said because your lifestyle outside of school does not represent our values as a Christian school. The girl's mother said she black. she's not gay. She's black. Nope. White. It's a white girl. Moving right along. And they said, <laughs> they said right she's on. not gay. So right, um man. I mean, well, we have viewers that that aren't black and <laughs> then, then they thoroughly understand why this is not relevant. We but this I, new we have I, new, I, but there I, are people who aren't who aren't white that I'll entertain, find this interesting. I'll, I'll entertain them. I'll <laughs> I'm sorry, DJ Hike. Go ahead. Like, go is, ahead. I'll entertain this, them. This is still news. <laughs> no, it, it it it's not, so, but go ahead. Anyway, they expelled this girl because she had a rainbow cake and a rainbow sweater. Um and it's a Christian school. So what is your take on this? Christianity is bullshit anyway. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Like at the end of the day, it's bullshit. It is. Uh, it's bullshit for a multitude of reasons. And the biggest thing um, that I would say is, if that's what they subscribe to, and this is the, also the same religion that goes on to say that we want everybody as they are. This supposed to be all inclusive. It's just contradictory. Not to mention a bunch of different reasons. And I was. I'm lost as to me why we can't just enjoy rainbows as uh, a scientific marvel. So this is this is interesting to me on several levels. I agree with you. Uh, it's fucked up that we can't have rainbows no more. And don't, and let's not lose sight. I spent four years of my schooling at a Christian academy. So I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad that. Um, the rainbow is a symbol of LGBT. That's cool, but like, don't hog it. Like, let me have some rainbow too, just on some rainbow shit sometimes. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, it's not in this instance. It wasn't the W whatever the um, uh, mouth. No, it was the Christian. It was the Christian yeah, school overreacting because exactly. they got triggered by seeing a rainbow, which is ironic. I'll tell you why it's ironic because in the Bible itself, <laughs> it explains the origin of a rainbow, which is God's promise to man. That God won't destroy the world with water anymore. Next time it will be with fire. So how is it that the book that this whole school is based on <clears throat> tells you the origin of rainbows and you get triggered by seeing a rainbow? I just thought that was insane. Um, on that side, that's ridiculous. On the second side, uh, this isn't this isn't directly related, but I do find it weird that because you mentioned like it's supposed to be all inclusive. Christianity is actually completely not all inclusive. That's the complete opposite of what Christianity is because you're going to hell for this, for this, for this, for this, for this, for this. If you don't believe this, you go to hell. You Everybody's out. If you're not in this thing but and you don't believe what I believe, you go to hell. But it also said God loves all. God created all. It doesn't say God loves everybody. It said God hates sinners and hates people that are blasphemers. Like so, But he also created all, correct? No, I'm saying what the Bible says. But I'm saying he also created everything. You're using logic? I'm telling you, Bible. Bro, I, I could once again, just like last week, all I got is logic. I can't argue a bunch of fairy tales in a book. So here's where it gets tricky. Here's where it gets tricky to me. Um, there are there are alcoholics who attend church and expect to walk in and get loved. Bro, the KKK. Oh, let's not even like. All right, let's let's get there. But like, you just we gonna get we gonna hold nothing. They 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 view themselves or deem themselves a Christian. And they're steeped in racism and hate speech and among other things. And burn crosses, which is ironic. They kind of coincide heavily, but that's not where I was headed. Where I'm, where I'm headed is alcoholics can go to church 
and not feel cast out or like everybody's pointing the finger at them. Motherfuckers who lose a temper and swear and blaspheme and um, bro, the church adulterers, the leaders of the church be sinning and pedophiles and still be there. Right, but is there's there's this thing, um, there's this highlight on homosexuality in the church where it's like, nah, y'all the ones that can't come in. So I get why a homosexual person would look at church like, damn, you got all these other sinners, but my sin is the sin that's like, yo, nah, nah, that's too much. So then they're all like, okay, cool. Everybody's accepted. Everybody's invited. All right, cool. But here's my thing. I know people who are trying to argue that they can like be openly gay and that it's okay, okay. in church. Like in, in a Christian sense, they're saying, but the Bible's literally telling you the fucking opposite of this. Where I would stand as a gay person who's also like, if I'm gay and also saying I'm going to be a Christian and the Bible's condoning what I do, some got to fucking give. Either I'm going to be like, yo, nah, fuck this religion because that's not right. That just, I don't agree with this. Or I'm going to change. You can't have both. So that's where it's always confusing to me. Like, can you be a gay Bible-believing Christian? How does that work? I mean, that's just you do whatever you want. I mean, and my take is, I just be like, yo, no, this religion is flawed. People subscribe to a book that has a whole bunch of fallacies in it. And I'm not about to get like a whole thing of like theology. This book also says slaves obey your masters. That's where it lost me. It's also something that I'm quite sure. Uh, first off, it, the concept of African-Americans or African people believing in Christianity alone is just weird. <laughs> the book says slaves obey your God wants me to obey my oppressor. You know what else God wants me to do according to this book? Which brother shows you why black people should God wants me to pay taxes. God cares about me setting aside Caesars. What Caesars? God wants me to pay. God gives a fuck about coins in a motherfucker's pocket? You know how big the universe is, fam? Have you ever seen the galaxy? Like, if you've ever done the zoom out from planet Earth to the infinite galaxies and cosmos, in the midst of all of this, the creator of all of this wants me to set aside coins and paper monies. But here's my thing: then to give to one point, at one point, it wasn't even money though. Like sacrificing the Lord was lambs, whatever the case. So why does God, why does the the Almighty Cosmic Creator give a fuck about that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Christianity is goofy. So at the end of the day, should find another school, save your money. Right. Um, so they expelled her. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if it, I, I, I don't know. You kind of put yourself in that situation. First off, you live in Kentucky, but that's another school. Well, Kentucky Christian, like you already know where that thing was going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I just found that, it ironic that, that, that was your first mistake. Stan. Your Christian school, you ta- you had to have taught these kids where the rainbow came from in Noah's Ark story, and then you just get triggered and freak out when you see rainbows. That's hilarious. I went to that school, I would wear mad rainbow shit and just say it was Noah's Ark and then laugh at you when you get upset about it. It's like, it's God's promise. It's God. Pro- it's just God's promise, fam. It's just God's promise. She'll be all right. She watched. She'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> just like having $5 in your pocket all the time. Like, uh. um, oh, I got one for you. Let's get into the music, to the music, to the music. All right, so Rihanna's been working on this new album. People are hyped about it. It's uh, never gonna come out. That's what that's what the narrative is now. But it's supposed to be Rihanna's full reggae album. It's called R9 or something like that. 
I don't know. Either way, it's called R something, whatever album this is for. And it's going to be her full reggae album. People are hype about it. How do you feel about it? Are you excited to hear Rihanna do full reggae? No. All right, I am. We didn't like it when she did it in 2005. I did. Uh, uh, did not like music at the sun. Okay, but you also didn't like music of the sun. What is that? Our first album. I don't know what that is. Exactly. It was reggae? Dance hall more. I don't care. I want to hear the new Rihanna do, do that. Okay. So she's trying to do this album. Her team says, you know who would be fire on this Rihanna reggae album? Guess who they thought? Reggae legend. Brian Tumelli? Nah. Beanie Man? Think more pop. I don't want to. I mean, you know it. Like you, you, you It's not really pop, but it messed around and went pop. Sean Paul. You were close. Which? Aggie. Who? Shaggy. So they say, we want Shaggy. <laughs> we want Shaggy on this Rihanna project. Now keep in mind, we're Rihanna's team. Hold on. Well, you said reggae legend? Yeah. Is he? I said pop. Pop, America, yes. Um, Is he? The nigga had three songs. Uh, Let us know in the comments. Is reggae or is Shaggy a reggae legend? Yes or no? Three songs get you legendary status? The pop culture influence, yeah. So Spike. I'm only I'm only talking about in America and and pop music. Yes. What other? Sean Paul is the only one I'm gonna give you as far as American pop icon goes. And then of course Bob Marley transcends that. But Shaggy's in there. Shaggy. Enough so that Rihanna's team says we want Shaggy on this album. Why would they even say it if if he wasn't? You know what I'm saying? So here's where it gets weird. They say, all right, we want Shaggy on this Rihanna album, this reggae album. To make it like you know even more authentic. All right, cool. Bro, you playing right? I'm dead ass. So here's where it gets even more weird. They say we want you on it, right? But Shaggy, would you mind auditioning? <laughs> We're asking you for a feature, but we want you to kind of like audition first. And he turned it down. He was like, "Fuck out my face." In this in this whole circumstance, how do you feel? What do you do? You think Shaggy? Do you feel Shaggy on that? Because I feel it. I'm like, fuck out my face. Don't ask me for a feature, but also ask me to try out to be the feature. First off, you uh, came to me, my nigga. You called me. You on my phone. Uh, um, I, yeah, I make them audition. We got to see if you just trash as you were back in 2000, <laughs> 1999. Then why call him? I don't know why you were calling Shaggy for anything in any point in history. I think they're trying to see, like, yo, no. do you still have the juice or Wait, when the nigga had three songs? Sunny banging on the counter. It was funny because that wasn't even him. And it's not that wasn't even reggae. It wasn't reggae. It was close enough. Um, now I think about now I think about he only had one reggae song that was a hit. Or his other song. Bombastic and Angel. It was not, it was not reggae. He didn't even do it on the hooks. No. He just did it in that cookie monster ass voice. <laughs> All right. So if you were Shaggy, would you try out or no? Oh, for that. He should. I'm quite sure he's not doing anything more financially. See, here you go. He's just talking about this. What? Maybe he's making bank and driving his Uber. You don't know. You think that's gonna be more lucrative than doing a song with Rihanna? 
Who knows? This place might be nuts. If they're asking you to audition, they weren't about to give your ass no points on that shit. They're they like, nigga, take this clout, take these 5,000 Instagram followers and chill. Oh, <laughs> Celebrate breaking uh, 50,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, that's buddy. Okay. I'm stealing the album and I'm leaving with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was Shaggy in this situation, I mean, your price is going to be one thing, but you also got to understand this is one of the biggest artists in the world. Uh, but then think about that L when you don't make the album. What if you didn't make the album? Like Push Two. No, I think Push made it. He just, I think Push sabotaged himself with that one. No, nah, I'm just saying. Nah, once again, nigga, audition. Audition, put your little cookie monster voice in. <laughs> uh, so, we're just going to have to live in a world knowing that we will never hear the Shaggy Rihanna collab. <laughs> Somebody said Shabba. <laughs> Shabba. Um, let's see here. Shout out, uh, Shout out Sirius one time, High Beast KC, February 29th, High Beast Arena. I'll be DJing that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Out, so. Um, I'd be a little bit pissed though if all my peers were on there and I wasn't like you hearing fucking Sean Paul go through on there. You're hearing like everybody else on there except you. And er what if everybody else auditions? I'd be hot. I don't think Sean Paul has auditioned. We've heard him more recently. Like Sean Paul's actually still putting out music. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this is Alex. We haven't heard from Shaggy since 2002. It's a nostalgia move. No, it's not. It's just... Yeah, what, what else is it if it's not nostalgia? Bro, who the fuck was here Shaggy in 2002? Clearly Rihanna's mm -hmm. team. That's why they had the idea to have him audition. You said Rihanna's team. Nobody said anything about Rihanna. She might have. I don't know. This is press. Press is weird. They and just like... Then her forehead is getting way too weird. <laughs> Shout out to that forehead. Uh, yeah. Shaggy. I don't want to hear you. Put Mr. Boom Bossick right next to this is how we do it. Um, in movie news, you remember one of our first episodes? We were talking about Black James Bond, right? Okay. What was my stance on that? I have not clue. What you saw? I said I don't want a Black James Bond. I said I want our own franchise with a whole new character. Right. Okay. The new director of the new 007 films has just put out a statement saying no. James Bond can be any color, but Bond will never be a woman. I thought it was a woman. I thought they were making a new one a woman. No. She's like a character in the Bond series, but she's not a Bond. She's not the Bond. So people are kind of like in their feelings about that. So on and so I don't see why. I mean, his name is James. Right. Well, oh, well, hold on. Are they saying are they saying that 007 will never be a woman? Yeah, 007 will never be a woman. Okay, that's kind of weird. Okay, do you want to know what? This person's reasoning was Go ahead. women are far too interesting, they're far too complex to just fit into this little role. They should have their own characters um, and their own movie. Literally, what I just said about a black bond. But here's kind of an interesting thing about if you actually follow the Bond series, that uh, he was kind of just a brute, like when the Daniel Craig character, Daniel Craig had way more finesse. But I'm saying he didn't have. You see how it went on. He started rounding out as a person. Right. His first few. That makes sense. I can see that because 007 was not intricate to begin with. He was very. That's blunt. not the the standpoint this director was saying it from. She was saying it from the standpoint of women are far too complex to just fit in this tiny little role. They deserve the effort of building a whole new character and a whole new plot and a whole new story. But he could be black though. That was my whole, it's just ironic to me that my whole point was, no, I don't want a black Bond. I want a new agent with a new name and a new franchise. 
which they're offering to do rather than have a woman as bond. So we just had a conversation so last so week so about, so about the intersection of feminism and civil rights. So I'm trying to figure out is your issue with it's not an issue. I just find it ironic that Bond can't be a woman because women are far too complex, but black people aren't. Because the director said Bond could be of any color, okay. just can never be a woman because women are far too complex. They deserve their own series. They need to be their own thing, which is exactly what I said about Idris Elba ever playing James Bond. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that black women just saying I really don't. <laughs> you don't get the logic of this. No. No. My whole thing was never mind, man. <laughs> I really don't. She's saying that women. I, mean, I think that women can be more complex than guys. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with what color they are. I think oh, I think a woman, period, a Hispanic woman, can be just as complex as a black woman. I understand that, uh-huh. but this director's logic was. That they deserve their own franchise. What one woman? The woman, whoever would be this James Bond esque character, would be a separate entity and a separate franchise because they have their own story that's separate from the James Bond story. Rather than just plugging in a new face to appeal to a new crowd. Uh, I, I'm not for the. I'm not in the spirit of just making things a big deal because it's a new face no a gender thing yeah so i'm not so that's what i'm saying like they did it with ghostbusters and that shit was trash what they did all women as ghostbusters it's like stop doing the look we can do it two movies and start doing the like yo this is a brilliant idea that was gonna be a bad idea anyway done with it was a new face you're not used to seeing that was gonna be a bad idea anyway because who the fuck wanted a ghostbusters movie in 2017 i don't know nobody that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of stuff just be bad because it just nobody asked for that. Like they could have done it's just a cash grab because you thought, well, we put this all female, uh, all woman ensemble together, and we'll go see. Just like they did, drop the Captain Marvel movie during Women's Empowerment Month. So bad. It was such a bad movie. Um, the thing is, you can do Rocky Part Five, The Daughter, or you can do Million Dollar Baby. See what I'm saying? That's why Million Dollar Baby was so damn fire. Imagine if that would have been Rocky. You'd be like, man, fuck out of here. You're doing the girls can do it too shit. And I think that a lot of movies in Hollywood could just pretty much use a tip from this playbook of like, yo, stop the black people can do it too. Women can do it too. Gay people can do it too. And make a fresh fucking idea. What if we do that? What if we just make a fresh idea I mean, with, that being said, with a unique character that we're not used to seeing as the front of a movie? That's the case. We should stop championing and promoting a mean one slave movie. We oh, that we've been off that shit. I've been off that. I'm like, I don't want to see any more trauma. I don't want trauma saying, to be the same. You uh, Queen and Slim. That wasn't a slave movie. It was not a slave movie. All right. And it was good. I don't take your word for it. I don't take your word for it. But from the premise I saw, it wasn't too far from slave movie. It got there. It got slavey. It got slavey. <laughs> In 2020, so uh, 2019, so that's what I'm saying. So what are we, <laughs> what are we really talking about? He got slavery. Yeah, so we still champion slave movies. They're just now moving them off of plantations. And the worst part about it is produced by a black one. I would have much rather that it would have been an action spy, like spy. I much would have preferred that it not been a 
love story that was basically spearheaded by a it, it really it was still a white person dictating how white how black love is con- uh, conceived it was bad. and that's without me seeing the movie <laughs> it was just it, it, we still make slave movies in 2000 and whatever we're in. that's a valid point throw that shit away too let's just start making original dope movies with actual people who are just Stop. i just want to see black people in a movie where there's no like reference to them being black in the movie where you're just like a character, like, yo, what if you woke up one day, opened up your shoebox, and there was a portal to another fucking dimension, and you went down the dimension? And that was the whole movie. I mean, I don't have a problem with being black at all. Like, my, most definitely, that's something that we should not allow to happen, is that we lose our identity, because we are definitely black in a culture that does not... No, not even. I'm just saying, like, this movie's about you opening the shoebox, you went into another dimension. There wasn't a hip-hop squirrel or some shit that was uh, yeah, talking yeah. and it like listened to it rapped and shit <laughs> like, like no nah, nigga it's a squirrel that's do it's talking and squirrels uh, are supposed to talk he didn't make he didn't give you dap like this in the movie like Mulan that's what I'm saying yeah. like what if you're just a character yeah most definitely that'd be uh, tough I, I Disney keep making us black characters where we keep dying or changing into another animal or some goofy shit um just you're not doing this in Pixar or whatever you're not doing this any favors like let us be black from the top of it's tantamount to the black person dying early in a horror movie. Like just stop. But I don't know. But it's weird. Like we're it's a it's a weird time. We're how we're getting portrayed is just odd, even amongst that. Like even how black women publicly speak about us on platforms is weird. What happened with that? Lonnie Love. And what did she like, say? It's a, it's a weird time. She said, uh, what I I cannot think of the name of their that dumbass show that they do. It's called The Real of the Talk. Oh, it's like the view, but like the little the bit more urban, edgy version. Yeah, and it also has the show where the Asian woman says she'll fuck black men but would never date one. Who said that? One of them the one that they think is the one that is married to young Jeezy. They thought the chick that married young Jeezy and her were the same person. I'm lost. So she said she'll she says have uh, sex it, with black men but won't marry them. Yeah, she'll date. She, I forgot what the quote was. Was she, she trying to be transparent or something? I don't give a fuck what she was trying to be. She, if she was on well, the, I mean, if she, she was on the set. It is the, what it is. She was supposed to say. That's how she is. Like, what did she? Why did she say this? Huh? What? Why did she say this? I don't know. If she's on the set with the right black women, she should not be holding her teeth. I'll fuck black men, but I won't. Won't like I date dark. So it was something goofy, and I was just like. That is, once again, slave that's slave rhetoric. But it's not uncommon. Like, at least you kept it a buck. Shit, let me know what time it is. Like, All right, cool. We deal with you accordingly. Like, she was Asian? Yes. How many times have you been invade, invited to Asian friend's house? I don't have any Asian. But I, no, I took it back. I have one. You ever been to their house? They haven't been in mine either. It's just sometimes you just, it's a cultural thing. You can't change it. Like, she just said some real shit. Motherfucker, she just says she'll fuck black men, but she's she not alone. Can. She just said out loud shit that we already know exists. Like, I don't get where the uh, appalled shit, what I'm supposed to expect. Like, I don't want to marry motherfucker that only wants to fuck me. You just me appalled me. about feminism in 007. I just thought it was ironic that I made the exact okay, same thing. Okay, I think that's equivocally ironic. And you just sat here and said that that is, oh, because you said it out loud. But we know this. No, we don't. Who's we? 
you didn't know that there are women that want our dick, but not to marry us. Bro, so you they don't was, want the they don't so, want the shit that comes with us, but they want okay, the, the. Also, she's not just on Facebook. She was on a daytime talk show in America. Okay, cool. So anyway, <laughs> bashing bashing who? All right, cool. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Lonnie Love on her show today, or not today, sometime early this week, I want to say said that black men do not know uh, a lot of black men, I should say, but this is literally how she led. Her little spiel in black culture. Well, I don't want to speak for black culture, but in black culture, those are literally the words he said in verbatim. But any which way, she said that a lot of black men do not know how to be in faithful black faithful relationships, and they think that because they have power and they have money that they can just dictate how relationships go. So she pretty much pinned specifically black men with. What she's a, men she, as a whole Lonnie tend Love. to be like. <laughs> Lonnie Love, and Lonnie Love is also a black woman. So she blamed us for all mankind, how men are. Like, men are this way. It's about power and men cheat. Do you want to know what she was using as her baseline? Why? Kevin Hart. And the, the, Joe Budden's view on Kevin Hart. What's Joe Budden's view on Joe Kevin Budden's Hart? view on Kevin Hart was that he... Excuse me. Joe... Budden's stance was Kevin Hart, you know, works a lot, so on and so forth. Lonnie Love's stance was successfully that Kevin Hart works so much, not because he doesn't want to uh, recede back into poverty in Philadelphia, is because he can maintain control over his relationship. So basically, he works so hard so he can buy dominance in his relationship. Okay, so that sounds like a personal issue. That doesn't sound like a black man issue. Bonnie Love also dates a white man. Oh, that part. Well, there we go. Okay, so news flash, news flash. I don't care who you date. I can advise you from experience about how life works, but ultimately, I got too much other shit to worry about. So, love who you love. <laughs> I'm going to say advise the people. Nah, love who you love, uh-huh. but shut the fuck up. That's that's my biggest thing. Like, like what you like. Shut the fuck up. Especially black people. They don't need your help. That's how surface you're gonna keep it. They don't need your assistance. <laughs> like no one needs your assistance taking up for anyone. Like let alone, definitely don't need your assistance talking bad about other black people. Like I think the world has that covered well enough. Um, I, I think you're missing the point. What? You're missing the point. What's the point? Nigga, she said black men. She didn't say men. Period. No, I'm. What I, my point was, she said something that all men do and targeted black men. All men do that. All men, not all men. Fuck, fuck the all men part. No, I, when I say all men, I'm saying men of all creeds and colors do that shit. That's what I mean by all men. I don't mean every single I'm, individual I'm, man. I'm, I'm, all right, I'm gonna let you go and get. It. I'm gonna let you finish giving it back. What was she saying that black men do? No, I'm saying. I'm, no, I'm, I'm asking. What did she say? Black men do? Don't know. How to, she said a lot of black men do not know how to maintain faithful. Okay, maintain faithful relationships. I got homies of all races that fuck a lot of girls and don't maintain relationships. So what else? That's it's just flawed. It's like it's ridiculous and stupid. Like we all it's clearly so it's just self-hatred presenting itself in this statement. Like you get to aim your little whatever weird ass daddy issues you got and put it on black men. Like, don't do that. That's weird. And a lot of dudes do the same thing. Like a lot of excuse me, a lot of black people that choose to date outside of their race have this weird tendency that once you start dating outside of your race, 
Now it's time to talk bad about black men or black women. That's some weirdo shit. Stop doing that. Like what you like. Cool. Shut the fuck up, though. Like, if you like it, be happy with it. And your happiness should be enough. It should, I don't know what you got to prove or what you need anybody to see. But just be happy. Like, be happy. If you're happy, then it's good. Cool. We don't need you to uh, explain why you with a white guy or white girl or whoever. You don't, you don't owe me any explanation. You don't owe an explanation to anybody about why you love who you love. But the moment <clears throat> you feel that you have to bash somebody to uplift the person you with, the person you with probably ain't shit, to be real. There's probably a legitimate insecurity there with who you're with. Otherwise, there ain't shit to, de to defend. So I'm not surprised that it turns out that she's with a white guy because that's pretty much the pattern of people who date outside their race. They're on the defense already with black people that date outside the race. They're already on the defense. And they always have to turn into this, well, shit, black, black girls or black dudes. Nah, bro. Just like your white girl. Like your white man. Be cool. Mm -hmm. I agree. But at the end of the day, uh, I wasn't going to go into the... I think the fact that she dates a white man just makes it worse. But... She also refers to making like silly claims about, and my, also show you how invalid a lot of this show is. Amanda Seals is on. As a regular? Doesn't matter. She was on the show, period. The same woman that wouldn't, when people told her she was in Missouri and not Kansas, try to argue people down. <laughs> I think she's, I think she is a narcissist. I ain't gonna lie. Like, she's toxic. Just, just, <laughs> you were in Missouri, not Kansas. Just say that you were wrong. Uh, and so, Lonnie Love also goes on to say that, well, somebody on the show, I think she's Hispanic, goes on to say that, oh, no, that happens in all cultures. Lonnie Love comes back to double down. Oh, dude, like somebody tried to get you off the Pause. hook. <laughs> now, nah, let me get this. Pause. She doubles down and comes back with the, no, 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 it's prevalent because what black people are still dealing with is the descendants of slavery. To, oh, man. We are descendants of slavery. Now, sometimes that's valid. I'm not going to lie. That is valid sometimes in the dynamic. Well, you do realize to be a descendant of slavery, slavery would then have to be a person. Hmm? To be a descendant. I know exactly what she's saying. She's saying you, we're the our ancestors were enslaved. That's what she's saying. Not all of them. Like I said, I understand what slave trauma culture is. We're, we, we live it. I get it. But do what does she do, say do, about do it? I don't know. I, that's bullshit, too. That's some cop out shit. Get the fuck out of here. Mm, the dynamic and distrust between black men and black women is a real thing that's been heavily influenced by slavery. Two hundred years later. Yet, yeah, fuck yes. So you think that two hundred years is not enough time? That's not that long ago, bro. Like that's, that's, that's a few generations. That's the that issue you had in your in your house. And it didn't happen two hundred years ago. Like, what do you mean? This shit didn't. We mean two hundred. Fuck all that. That's the, what you just. That's what you witnessed in your household. That your mother and your father both live in. You have exceptions. Because she was talking about men being torn away from family and so on and so forth. That's what she was doubling down with. That's cool, but no, it's in the wrong context of a conversation. There's, right, there's validity once, there. You're responsible for what comes out your mouth. And once again, that shit sounds dumb. Because granted, my mother and father were not together. My father was very much so in my life. You see what I'm saying? Don't come back with that goofy-ass rhetoric to try and make your point that was dumb to begin with valid in your eyes. That's dumb. My brother, I have a, my actual brother, 
he's he has I want to say five children. One of them is not even legitimately his. He looks out for that boy. So I didn't say that we're ruining and incapable of, no, of maintaining no, black what, relationships. That's she, but that's what she's standing on. But she's an idiot, though. I'm saying. But she has, a pla- she has a platform. She's an idiot with a platform. Yeah. Plenty of those. Okay. Right. Oh. One just put us in a war, my nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're not in a war. Anyway. <laughs> we're not in a war. But the, I, hate when, I hate when a wrong, stupid motherfucker says something that's real, but they just say it in the wrong context. And I think that is 100% the wrong context. To even mention some shit like that, because how would she know? You see what I'm saying? Like, how would you know about the dynamic when you're married to a white guy? So, but I'm just even if she wasn't like, let's just say that was our platform, a part of dating a white guy. It's just the fact that that's what she stands on is dumb. That is just dumb because it's once again, it. Why was it brought up though? That's what that's what I'm confused. (laughs) She said it. People like, oh, I got out of context. Our job, our job is to. To talk about stupid shit people say, I'm kind of, <laughs> it's kind of mind blowing. <laughs> like, bro, it's not so much as stupid. I just don't like when black people have platforms, i.e., Kanye, and then they turn around and do shit that is detrimental to black people. Because now, you know what? While she's saying a lot of that goofy ass shit, you know what people are doing? Applauding, cheering, so on and so forth. Now, people take that same goofy ass rhetoric and then trying to apply it in their regular lives. And so then, these are people that I could encounter and come across while I'm in the dating pool. And they think that goofy ass shit is law. I don't think that's the first time they heard it though. I think there is some truth to the goofy shit they say. It's just how it's presented. Because if somebody didn't already have like an inkling in them that that was the way to go, and then they hear it reinforced. They hear it reinforced by somebody they deem a credible source, which is because they have a platform. So there's some truth to a lot of this shit. It's just you can be very so, divisive. So um, what? Stupid, uh, to stupid, what? stupid shit that people say because it's in the wrong context. That has truth to it. Apply what you're saying to it. What we're saying. What we're you're talking, talking about this lady and her comment about there being a rift between uh, black men and women because of slavery. No, she was no. The basis is she said that black men do not know how to be in faithful relationships. And, and she tried to put that on slavery or what? A Hispanic woman said that. That goes across all cultures. Which it does. Lottie Love then says that it's a black thing because of slavery. But here's where it Not gets being even, able to but here's where it gets goofy. Here's where it gets even goofier. The Latin woman agreed, like she could relate. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm tired. My brain is tired. I can't. I can't. That is where you get tired at. It's, it's just too much, man. It's, it's too. It's it's too many stupid people. Well, it's not even stupid people. It's just the wrong people with platforms. At the end of the day, she's a black woman degrading the black community. And that's where I keep coming back from when we keep talking about black people with platforms. You get, well, they keep shoving mics and they, like, that's no excuse because you're still responsible for what comes out of, your, out of your mouth and you don't have as many. You don't, we don't get the benefit of a doubt that our, You going to whoop that nigga or what? Who? Yeah. You think I'm, I won't? Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out, like, so what you go? I mean, what you, well, we could be mad all day, but they go keep you, you know, Mike saying crazy shit. I just can't have niggas like you defending that shit. What if I defended, bro? You really tried to make that a thing about mental health? No, I told a, I told you a fact. All right, bro. So if you don't like the fact, it doesn't turn right, into a defense. Right. It's just bro, a fact. Yeah. Okay. If he has mental health issues, he all does. Right. All right. Like, because I'm not, <laughs> I've we've held the people long enough, so I'm not going to delve into. Uh, nigga doing funk shit and why it's okay. Never say it's okay. He bro, does have mental de- health if issues. If you defend it, you, you're saying it's okay. 
you're, that's that's pacifying. Acknowledging someone has mental health issues does not make anything right or wrong. It just okay. is. Okay, cuz. <laughs> all right. Um, bro, Kanye, right. Umar. Man, I'm just trying to think of bro, a phase they, 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 they all fuck, they all fuck <laughs> niggas, my nigga. Like, I ain't scared of no fuck nigga. Bro, I'm not scared of no fuck nigga. is in a fuzzy champion hoodie. <laughs> I'm not scared of no With fuck With shoes made out of algae. Bro, I'm not scared of no fuck nigga. Pick one. I ain't scared of none of them. Oh, Umar's in Biggest, his dashiki, bro, with his chin strap <laughs> beard, bro. I ain't scared of no, no fuck nigga. <laughs> bro, you gonna get beat up by a nigga in algae shoes, bro? What if Ye whoop you, bro? Then what? Are you one of them niggas that's gonna like keep running the fade Man, back? He got, he can, he'll whoop his mama before he whoop him. <laughs> Bro, he definitely fiddle whoop you now. Bro. Mama before he, he definitely fiddle you. And that's on God. <laughs> Can you imagine beating up a celebrity? <laughs> hey, Suge Knight got knocked out by a barber. Oh, I know. That's kind of crazy. So that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Suge Knight got knocked out by a barber. So. <laughs> Almost wild. Think about how many celebrities got beat up before, before like social media era. Can you imagine like Somebody out there with footage of they just getting faded. Tupac getting knocked out. And think about how Pac was living, bro. Pac probably got knocked out before. Pac wasn't big either. Like he was he was, he was kind of a while. So like five eight. Like before the cameras and videos and shit, like your favorite goat MC could have been getting slept. Hey, one of my OGs told me a story about how he got how he got faded. Who? Huh? No, I'm talking about no, I'm just saying, like one of my old like niggas, niggas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought you were talking about like a legend. Like, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, niggas get niggas take L's. Yeah, ain't nobody chin this <laughs> knockout proof. Niggas take L's. You gotta think professional professional fighters catch L's. <laughs> a lot of people's legacies are still intact because we didn't have social media for sure. Pretty much. So yeah. Well, my OG smoke told me how he got uh he got washed in his own front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said something to his sister, and he came trying to. Oh no! It's it like, his. It was his smoke by default. But it, it was his big sister, and he still like he didn't like what he said. He Washed him in the front yard, in front of in front of said sister. Uh, yeah, it happened. Sheesh. So, well, um, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Nah, I'm out. This has been another. What else we got? Oh, follow us on all the uh, on all the podcast platforms. Yo, um, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Google Pods. Uh, we're gonna have a list next time. Next week we're gonna come with the full list. We're gonna start posting what's, the links. What's left? There's other stuff out there. Really? There's other stuff. I just use Apple Podcasts, but there's other stuff out there. We're gonna start posting these links. So when you see them, check them out. Go through, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, have you been invited to a million Facebook uh, page likes things now? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why it's funny is because these are people that I, A, don't interact with, B, don't interact with me, and I don't know what they want from me. I don't go out, I don't drink, and I don't eat meat. Don't invite me to another motherfucking Taco Tuesday. <laughs> um. Oh, I had a conversation earlier this week about a book club, and a lot of people responded to that. And I'm kind of excited to see somebody in the comments drop this place. There's a place here in Kansas City that does wine, 
and they're like a bookstore. So it's like a little lounge where you can go chill out and read. I'm about to check that out sometime this weekend, hopefully. Um, but shout out, shout out to everybody that's reading books in, uh, in book clubs. Is that, have you ever? No. No? No. You don't. It's not a book club. I don't even like people like that. It's just the concept of when you're reading something, it's in your head. All right, cool. But it's even more tangible when you get to talk about it with somebody else and flesh out the ideas. I think that's a person by person thing. Yeah. I think like, it'd be cool. I don't, I, it's been on what we reading. Like, I want to read stuff like by Iceberg Slim. That's funny you mentioned that. Yo, Amazon Prime has so many pimp documentaries <laughs> on it, bro. Like, Stuff I've pimps I've never heard of from like Fresno and like I hear Fresno heavy in bro. I, I learned the history. I was watching it. Bay area, Bay area period. I, see, it's funny because I always know the Bay, but like the Fresno roots are crazy. So if you just if you <clears throat> all my players out there, if you ever just really want to brush up on your P history, get on Amazon Prime and just look up uh Iceberg Slims documentary and everything underneath that. There's some crazy stuff on it. I think I, I feel like I've seen them all. Yeah, uh I watched about there's something dope on there about a, a driver for BMF. He was uh, the limo driver for BMF. Which you would, it's funny. And this, I was like, bro, everybody just trying to get documented. But when you really hear his story, it's like, nah, bro. He, he was saying it off. He, exactly. It was, it's it pretty off. dope. It's pretty dope documentary. But um, Amazon did he, did Prime is coming. Job? Yeah, he wound up doing, I think, like five. Just because he knew. Nah, you got to watch it. He, he, he was he, It was crazy. But um, Amazon Prime is really coming through with like the the nigga documentaries right now. Like if you go through and watch what's on there, it's stuff that uh you could tell niggas sold a documentary directly to Amazon Prime. What I need to come through with the motherfucking taxes. That's what I need to come through and start paying. Amazon. Yeah. The president told us that he's smart because he doesn't pay taxes. So. so I don't know. I guess I'm just a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumbass. I pay my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, shit, that's all I got, man. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. <coughs> Keep it going. We almost to episode 30. Uh, we love y'all. Follow us on all social media. I am at nowadays on social media, 913 on uh at the 913 on Instagram. DJ Hot on everything. DJ H I G H E Y E Q. I see y'all January 26th, Southeast High School, the biggest seven. We kick back, give back, close and drive. So, yeah. Oh, I want to say one more thing. I saw somebody post something about foster care system, and they said in the foster care system, a lot of these children, when they're being transferred out or in or in the homes and all that, their mm -hmm. belongings are put in a trash, trash bag. bag, dog. Like, that shit really messed with me ever since I heard that because you got to think this kid in the foster care system is being discarded and thrown around and feeling like they're not wanted. And then your belongings are put in a literal trash bag. The psychological effect that that can inevitably have on these kids is crazy to me. And uh, I just think whenever I'm, you know, when I'm out shopping and I find these good deals on uh, suitcases and backpacks and all that, I want to encourage everybody, if nothing else, to pick up stuff that you have around your house and uh, start donating to these foster care places. Because a lot of times we go to the homeless shelters, we go to battered women's shelters, all that type of stuff. Add the foster care um, system to your list of donation spots because it's one of those things where you don't really think about that. You don't really think about just kids in foster homes and how much they're moving and how much. <clears throat> Sometimes the only stability you have might be your bag. You know what I mean? That's just crazy to me. 
Uh, also, make sure January 19th, which I guess is this weekend, January 19th at Esports Brothers with Razors and Twisted Individuals Car Club. They'll be doing a coat drive at Esports Park Grill. Shout out my man, B. Will. Uh, y'all make sure to, once again, get some coats. I'm quite sure I got some coats I need to get rid of. So I'm probably going to go through my stash. It's so love. So, yeah, if y'all got coats, get some coats for these, uh, for these kids out here. Esports, and it's in Shawnee, Kansas. I forget the address, but y'all got Google. I love that we got so many coat drives going on, man. Just everybody do a coat drive. Put a coat on somebody. Show some love. Each one teach one. Do better. Keep dreaming big and hustling hard. Stop putting socks and shoes and coats on y'all kids, man. I went to the mall today. I don't know what's going on, man. Put put some clothes on y'all kids. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know that's hella random, but I was at the mall and literally watched. Somebody walking there, their kids with barefoot, no hat. Yo, stop doing that to y'all kids. I'm going to start calling DFS on y'all niggas. Imagine. Yo, we just got every emoji. <laughs> like my hat. Thanos, bro. We just got every infinity ring. All right, man. Let's go. <laughs> got a like. We got a angry Nigga, face. Let these people go. <laughs> we got a smile. We got a cry. And we got a laugh. Oh, shit. All right, YouTube. We're going to catch y'all later. (laughs) That was disgusting. Well.